have to battle a knight on a bridge, which is the best. I thought you were riding with Frank tonight. Yeah. <laughs> this is for you, sir. What is happening? Thank you. Villain! Name! I hadn't planned anything for my 30th birthday. When does that start happening? When do birthdays start losing their grandeur? I suppose it doesn't matter now because this had happened. And this quest had been the experience of a lifetime. Well worth it. And the perfect way to bring in 30. But I had no time to reminisce. The final clue arrived to my phone on Saturday evening. It said, It's time to resume your journey. Proceed to the location known to few as the Gloman. Be careful of long turns. The night is dark and full of tears. I knew exactly what they meant. It was time to return to PLU. The Gloman. It means twilight or dusk. It is also what my friend Tristan and I used to call the area that divides upper and lower campus at Pacific Lutheran University. There's a thick green belt that splits the campus in half like a river. You have to ascend 40 or so steps through this thicket to get to upper campus from lower. We used to come to this transitional area and talk about life, our thoughts, and our anxieties. During freshman year, when we would frequent the area, both Tristan and I were in a musical, Brigadoon. That's where we learned the word Gloman. It's from a line in the play. Brigadoon is the story of a small Scottish village from the 1800s. Every night, when the citizens of this town fall asleep, a hundred years goes by. And when they wake up, the town appears once more in the real world. PLU is sort of like Brigadoon. It is a beautiful brick campus situated in the middle of urban parkland, the area where they used to film cops. The 125-year-old campus feels like a castle stuck in time. There's something mystical, almost like a fairy tale, about the area. It seems such a stark juxtaposition. The fact that it's frequently shrouded in mist and fog only lends to the illusion. The rest of the clue was fairly clever as well. The Wong Center. The Wong Center was a major hub for me while attending PLU. It is the center for study abroad. Spelled W-A-N-G, the saying is, if you're saying it Wang, you're saying it Wong. The Wong Center was my gateway out of PLU, the school that I spent so much time trying to get away from. As an undergrad, I had a zealous lust for the foreign parts of the world. I spent a year at sea even, just to see so much more of it. 
The fact that I'm a professional traveler today is a testament to this fact. That desire to see the world hasn't diminished. But now, of course, nostalgia gives Peel you a gleam that it never had while I was actually there. When I arrived at the Wong Center, I was fully expecting an ambush, yet again. I looked around and there was no one there. No response from any of the numbers either. Then something caught my eye. In the middle of the night, with a thick rain all around me, there was a single item left in front of the door of the Wong Center. I took a cautionary glance around, but I didn't see anyone, so I made my approach. When I got to the door, there was a Swiss army knife left on the ground, with a tag that said, the keys to everything. Behind it was a note card. In beautiful penmanship, it read, To be whole is to be part. True voyage is return. And it says, Take keys to everything. Question is, now that I've picked this up, what comes next? To be whole is to be part. True voyage is return. It's a quote from Ursula K. Le Guin, my favorite author. I began to look all around me. Virgil had to be close. I came around the corner and then... I told you, if you love someone deeply enough, anything is possible, even miracles. To reclaim your youth, leave behind an offering of a gray hair in exchange for a kiss to carry with you. It was a reference to Peter Pan, encouraging me to leave behind my inhibitions, pick up a talisman, and send a message back. What I received was a picture. It had a map and a list with five detailed quests. Now we have very specific instructions. Carve one of your names into the tree at the Gloman, mount the sign out by South Hall, battle the knight on the bridge, write your other name in the steeple, climb the Ordal trees, burn a shackle at the amphitheater, Go to Eastwold stage. Let's do it. There was a map, but it was unnecessary. I knew what to do. The reference to the names is of a ritual we did in undergrad, a sort of hypnosis in which you take a journey through your own mind to find two names, one that represents the better side of yourself and one that represents the darker side of yourself. The names are meant to be secret, except for the closest people you trust. So I won't tell you what mine are, but I will tell you that I carved one on a tree outside of the Gloman. Next, I went down to Lower Campus. There was a sign down there that said Pacific Lutheran University, a massive thing. 
I took a picture on it right before I graduated. Tonight when I arrived, the sign was missing. A reminder that all things change. The whole night I had been texting back and forth with Jackie. She was at work, but Tawny wanted me to invite her so that I had someone to make sure I was being safe. She finally arrived right after I completed my task with the sign, or attempted to anyways, and we rendezvoused together, right before my third task, to battle the night on the bridge. Okay, so... <laughs> what are you doing with the GoPro? Well, I'm documenting the experience oh now. Oh my god. Uh, Jackie's here now, which everyone will be much happier, happier about. I used to be able to speak Her too pepper. when I was a young man. Um, so yeah, we'll go... Wait, so where is the bridge then? It's right behind where the cave used to be. And I have to battle a night on a bridge, which is the best. <laughs> when we arrived at the bridge, Paul, of course, was waiting. This guy. Hi. Hi. I thought you were riding with Frank tonight. Yeah, I realized. But <laughs> what I'm, the, what the not fuck? Do it. Hey. And if you're here... Uh, then that hey. means, hi. Why do you guys have sabers? <clears throat> but it wasn't him that we were worried about. A young woman named Nana was there. Girlfriend to a dear friend of mine, Dylan. Nana handed me a fencing saber. This is for you, sir. What is happening? Thank you. Dylan! And that's when Dylan emerged from the shadows. Hold, please. Name! I've fenced for many years. But I don't think there's ever been a battle quite so pulse-pounding or epic as the one that night on the bridge. We sparred for a minute or two. But of course, the battle ended with me destroying Dylan. My job here is done. Thank you, Nana. Thank you. When I got back off the bridge, Jackie and Paul were gone. She sent me a message saying, this is your quest. You should do it alone. The next task was dangerous anyhow. I had to climb up inside the steeple of Eastwold Chapel. Since the remodeling of Eastwold, the steeple is even more difficult to get into. One might even say extremely dangerous. It's a task we used to do all the time in undergrad, but I'm an old man now. And the access wasn't something I was familiar with at this point. But I went to Eastwold anyhow and made ready to climb. I won't pretend that access into the steeple, the highest structure on the campus of PLU, was easy. Things have changed inside that building so much since I was there. But I made it. I made it up inside and I wrote the second of my names. Writing your name inside the steeple is a tradition generally reserved for seniors, but it's one that I missed out on and was happy to finally do. Jackie had done work in Eastwold since graduation, and she had been in the building when I finally arrived. 
She's the one who helped me gain access to the steeple, and I'm grateful for it. Afterwards, my next task was to go burn a shackle in the auditorium. PLU has an outdoor auditorium next to the music building. It's another of my local haunts. The shackle burning tradition is one of mine that I'm probably the most proud of. For years, I've had a habit of burning things that represent oppression. Anything that's holding you down in life, you either write it down on a piece of paper or you get a flammable symbol of it, light it on fire, hold it up to the sky, and say, Shackle! For me, it is an incredibly cathartic way to break free. When I arrived at the auditorium, the rain had increased, and there was a very creepy violin in the background. Standing in the middle of the auditorium was a cloaked figure. I slowly approached. Step by step, I drew closer to the anonymous figure waiting for me in the middle of the auditorium. Underscored by the violin student in the background, the mysterious figure handed me a blank piece of paper and a pen. I wrote down the thing that's been holding me back for a while now. The figure handed me a lighter, and I burned that shackle. When I was done, the figure threw back their hood, and before me stood Paul. Was it you all along, I asked? No, he said. You have one more thing to do. Go to Eastfold. So I did. I made sure to text Tawny before I did, as I could feel the end of this drawing close. She had been at home watching The Bachelorette this whole time. But I reassured her I was safe and that I was about to finally meet Virgil. When I walked inside Eastfold Auditorium, it was dark. On the main stage was a single piece of paper that said, Chris, go to the Black Box Theater. Next to the main Eastfold Auditorium is a far more intimate and far more magical black box theater. As the name implies, it's mostly just a box painted black. But this is the spot where true theater often happens. As I made my way next door to the black box, this entire quest played through in my head. I thought back on the time capsule that I heard recorded for Tawny. What are some of the biggest accomplishments that you've had in the last 30 years? I thought of the ghost town and the monologue and the intrigue 
This had been an incredible journey, a phenomenal way to herald in the 30th year. There had been so many touchstones to the parts of my life that got me to this point. And now, in the black box, I would finally meet Virgil and thank them. When I got inside, there was a single ghost light on the stage and a table elaborately set up. In the middle of the table was a card. The card said, Dear Chris, Inside this box you will find a journal. Take a moment to reflect on your past 30 years before you start your next journey. I have surrounded you with quotes to inspire you. You have Val and Travis, Tristan and Julie to thank for this epic quest, but you have only yourself to thank for how many people are involved. You have filled our lives with adventure, a love for the glory that life has to offer, and a loyalty to the people we choose to keep in our lives. Thank you. Sincerely, Jackie. The table around the journal was covered with quotes. The only questions that really matter are the things you ask yourself. Ursula K. Le Guin. Every man's life ends the same way. It is only the details of how he lived and how he died that distinguish one man from another. Ernest Hemingway. Let's look on the bright side. We're having an adventure, Fezzik, and most people live and die without being as lucky as we are. William Goldman. To live is the rarest thing in the world. Most people exist. That is all. Oscar Wilde. Through it all, something I had said in the time capsule recorded two days earlier echoed in my mind above all the other voices. Some of the biggest accomplishments that you've had in the last 30 years. I think sailing around the world is incredible, a uh, huge achievement. I think starting my own business is something that I'm incredibly proud of. But I honestly think my greatest achievement is um, the relationships that I have. I have the best friends, the greatest wife, and the most phenomenal family of any man in the world. And collecting this group of people is by far my greatest achievement. The card said to do one last thing to join everyone at the local bar for a drink. The emotions ran deep on the long walk to Ferrelli's the bar. When I walked in, everyone was there. Jackie and Paul, Dylan, Nana, Henry, old theater professors that I hadn't seen in years. And right at the head of the table was Tawny. They had all been Virgil. Julie and Tristan, Travis and Val had masterminded this from New York, and everyone had been involved. 
When I departed for PLU this evening, I had thought that I'd been on this quest for a week and a half. But in reality, I've been on this quest for the last 30 years. It's the quote from Ursula K. Le Guin that will stay with me forever. To be part is to be whole. True voyage is return. Tonight's episode was made especially possible because of all my fantastic friends, and not the least of which, my wife, Tawny. The music of Kevin McLeod is underscored this evening and is available in the links below. 30 Year Quest is a true story and one of many that we at Captain and Clark would love to share with you. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please give us a rating on iTunes. Until next week, I'm Captain Chris Stoniger, and this is... It's been 30 years plus. Mm-hmm.